unfortunately, that's kind of been the tale of my last two starts. You know, um, pitching pretty well, but you know, too many mistakes and uh, mistakes magnified with guys on base. And so, um, you know, to, to give them four in the second, um, obviously in a huge, you know, game to, to end the series, um, you know, unacceptable on my part. And you know, we, we were down and. Uh, just wasn't wasn't very good, you know. Just a couple of mistakes found my groove, but it was a little too late. That was Kevin Gossman speaking after his outing on Thursday in an eleven nothing loss to the Tampa Bay Rays and Shane McClanahan. So much cool. for him, so much for my Jays taking four or five. Ah, eh, he tried from the Rays. I told you. Yeah. Well. You never want to listen. <laughs> it's okay. Little did I know. <laughs> that he threw a hundo. <laughs> Little did I know that Sugar Shane McClanahan, as our friend Arrestus Destrata calls him, would come off the time. IL and unpinge his shoulder and throw 99 in his first pitch, hit 100 a couple of times in the first inning. And... Uh, well, against a Jays lineup that didn't have Alejandro Kirk. I don't think it mattered. Sorry. No, but didn't have Alejandro Kirk and, and with George Springer probably, well, playing like a dude who needs surgery in the offseason. Teoscar Hernandez, you know, basically occupying space. And Lourdes Gurriel Jr. out of the lineup. I mean, it was easy pickings. You're right. It, it, you, a, a fully healthy Jays team would have had difficulty against Shane McClanahan, but um, you know, you 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 couple that 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 one bad inning, third inning, second inning, third inning where where I second inning second inning where where Kevin Gossman didn't get the call from Alfonso Marquez against Isak Paredes. Imagine that, and uh, that kind of set the whole set the three run inning in motion. Thoroughly y- for umpires. Yandy, <laughs> shut up. Yandy Diaz hits a three run home run, and then. Uh. The Jays can't get anything going, and then they, no. the, the Rays just pile up, pile on against the uh, against against Trevor Richards in the Jays bullpen. Bottom line: the Jays are uh, eighty-one and sixty-three. They're shut out for the eighth time as we head into this weekend series against the Baltimore Orioles, a three-game series which starts tonight. And a reminder: you'll only be able to hear that game on Sportsnet five ninety. The fan. It is an Apple TV production tonight. Uh, the standings are as follows. If we look at the American League East, the Yankees are 87 and 56. They're in Milwaukee to start a series. They're in first place, six and a half ahead of the Jays. The Jays are half a game up on Tampa Bay. The Orioles coming into Toronto are 75 and 67, four games behind the Jays in the loss column. They're 11 and a half back. We don't really care about the Boston Red Sox at this point in time. Mm. But if you need to know, they're 69 and 74. They're 18 games back. Oof. If you look at the wild card race, the division leaders are the Astros, 94 and 50. The Yankees, the aforementioned Yankees, 87 and 56. Cleveland is 76 and 66. They are sitting atop the central division. The AL wild card race, as it is currently constituted, the Mariners are 80 and 62. They do not play a team with a record above 500 for the rest of the season. They're a half game up. The Blue Jays are 81 and 63. They are one behind the Rays in the loss column. They've played, I'm sorry, one behind Seattle in the loss column. They've played two extra games. The Tampa Bay Rays are 80 and 63. They have one game less than the Jays. 
they uh, hold down the – they've played one game less than the Jays. They hold down the third wild card spot. The Baltimore Orioles are four and a half games out. The Chicago White Sox are six and a half back, and they're closing in, closing in on the Cleveland Guardians. So as I look at the standings, Kevin Barker, the most likely scenario, we may see the White Sox slip past the Guardians. And the rest of it's basically going to be Seattle, for the Seattle, Toronto, and Tampa Bay. Good or bad for the Jays? Good. I'll take the Jays against the Chicago White Dylan Sox Cease? in a heartbeat. You getting that? What, that's all you're getting. You don't have Tim Anderson? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I take, I take the White Sox over Cleveland. Without question, I take the White Sox. The White Sox would be my primo huh. opponent for the Jays right now. Well, you're now. all over the place. Let me ask you a question. I'm not forget, all over the place. Why am I all over the place? Forget about that. Let, let's, th- let's think about how many I'm wins going, no, the no, Jays No, no, no. I wanted to fan myself. Why am yeah. I all over the place? Uh, you I mean, asked it, was, me. it was one time you, you, you wanted to play the... The Guardians. Yeah, that's because the you Chicago. You wanted nothing to do with with uh, with Seattle. Uh, you'd rather face the Yankees. Like it's yeah, like you're, the, but the White Sox in the wagon. Here. No, that's because the White Sox weren't in the picture before. Now they're in the picture. Let me ask you a question. And I'd rather face yeah. the White Sox than yeah. any of those teams. Okay, that's Are you, pretty consistent. You feel better. I do. Uh, I don't mind admitting okay. when I'm wrong. That does happen once a year. But what happened? The the four out of five. That does, that's, okay, here. that's not a mistake. Uh, See, what no, is that's that? not a mistake. What is that? That's not a mistake. That's not a mistake. That's wishful thinking. There's a big uh, difference. Outpunt your coverage is what that There's is. There's a big difference. <clears throat> uh, 92 wins, Jays, this year. They got 81. They got 18 games left. They got to go 11 and 7. You think they can? More so de gâteau. You know what that means in no. French? Piece of cake. <laughs> wow. That's like four out of five. <laughs> what? What? Keep going. <laughs> I just, you lost me. I, yeah, a piece can of cake. They? 11, yeah, of course they can. Eleven and seven. Of course they can. Hurt Springer, Vladdy, uh, no Kirk, uh, Teo, uh, Chapman. Eh? Who's sitting clean up? Eleven and seven. Yeah. Pitching and defense. Pitching and defense. <laughs> sure they can. You don't think they can? So you're saying they no, may no, not. No, 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 you're, no, 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 just, no, no, just, just, saying, just hang, I'm saying, hang on. I'm saying to get this is just me. You're I'm saying, saying they to can't, get home field advantage, home field advantage in the playoffs. Yes, for the three games. Yes, ninety-two wins. Yes, eleven and seven. Yes, they're facing the Orioles, the Phillies, the Rays, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the big bad Orioles. Yeah, how many games they have left against the Orioles? Six. Six. Win four of six. How much Two. is that? <laughs> two against two against the Phillies, split. four That's more five. against the Rays. That's five. Split against the, the Rays is seven. You split the race. That's seven. Three against the Yankees. Uh-oh. That's nine. Three against the Red Sox. A two. You got 11. No problem. Uh, so you're saying the Jays aren't going to make the playoffs I now said, all of a sudden. I said for home field advantage. I don't think 90. 92. Well, I think it'll do it. 92. 92 or three. Right in there. I'm close. How many, how many wins does the uh, Mariners have? They've got 80. Yeah. It's okay. going to be right there. All right. So well, you I think mean, it'll be more? What's your point? No, I don't, I don't really have point? one. I, just, yeah, I, I know you don't I have just, one. I was just I'm saying. I, I just wonder if you thought because of the lineup. Is there, the is, there, is, is, there, is there a chance the Jays don't get home field advantage? Yeah. I mean, it's we've said chance. Seattle's got the Seattle, – Seattle's got, an, got the easiest schedule in the history of baseball the rest of the way. I mean, they do. They're going to win. 
they're going to have the best record of the wild card teams. You think so? Without question. Mm. They would have to. I think to you have intention- to work harder when you face good teams. No. Oh, well, whoa. When you face good teams. Yeah, yeah. Like well, the Red Jays are teams. facing good teams. Yeah, That's the my point are- is. Like, you got to know going into those games, you got to play well. You got to, you can't beat yourself. The Mariners, I know they're a good team. They're probably the best out of the three teams. We agree. But I'm going to poke holes in that thing you're, you're spewing over there. I don't know. I'm in one of those moods. It's Friday. It is Friday. You just right? want to disagree with everything. That's <laughs> what you're saying. Let's just give, Florida. let's right now, let's just give the Seattle Mariners top spot in the wild card Okay, race. since we said 11 and 7, I'm going to ask you something. Oh, Jesus. Four against the Angels, how many? Mariners. Three. So there's three wins. I mean, we're going to write this down here. We're going to see how many. I can, they keep, it, I can keep it in so my head. I can keep it in no, my head. I can so. Uh, three against the A's. Three. Really? Yeah. The A's stink. Three against Kansas City. Three. <laughs> really? Okay, no, so you know what? I'll tell you what. Won, no, won, I'll, take, uh, I'll take two. Of, that, that's 10. They won nine out of 10. No, okay, I'll tell you what. Give, give the two, t- two wins against Kansas City. Give Kansas City one win. Okay, two. Yeah. Three against Texas. Uh, two. <laughs> Three against the A's. Two. <laughs> Four against the Tigers. Three. Add it up. What does that come out Three, to? 36, 9, 11, 13, 15. Holy moly. So that's 95 wins. Yeah. Let's it didn't let's work say out they, the way I wanted it yeah, to. Yeah, no, did it, it did. It did. <laughs> let's say they stink. Let's let's take stink strong. Let's take three Struggle. three wins off that. Let's give them let's give them three 12. Of, 12. 92. They're they're gonna win the wild card. They're gonna they're or they're gonna host the wild card game. So then if you're the Jays, the question is this. I really want to talk about yesterday's game because this is dumb. Teams are going to try to win as many games as they can. That's not but, the point. But if you're the yeah, I know it's, it's more sports fun talk radio. This way. If you're the Jays. Who would you rather face, Seattle or whoever comes out of the Central? I don't care. I want home field advantage. I don't care who. I I could care less. Well, you're not getting home I field advantage. I want to If you can't play Seattle, you're not getting home field advantage. You're not going to get home field advantage over a division I winner. Want, I want the best record out of those three teams. I don't care who I face. I think your best, your only chance of getting home field advantage is to catch the Yankees. That's what I think. Okay. I don't know if that's going to happen. Anyhow. I think you're begging, but maybe. Well, no, I'm saying it's your best chance. Well, yeah, so I know that. It's going to happen. Is Kirky better? I just said it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Alejandro Kirk did not play yesterday. He has hip tightness, left hip tightness. Who hits cleanup? Well, let's let's kind of run down where we are in terms of injuries. Alejandro Kirk, left hip tightness. Didn't play yesterday. You have to wonder. Well, I mean, have we really had a a point this year where Alejandro Kirk's health has been called into question? I don't think so. So now we'll have to see how he responds to that. He's played a lot. It's late in the year. He, as John Schneider is fond of saying, has done a lot of high-impact things on the field, like going first to home. Stop it. So he's hurt right now. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Hopefully we learn more about Lourdes Gurriel Jr. That's not uh, looking good. From imaging this weekend. It's not looking good. George Springer. I mean, he's going to need elbow surgery. He's playing through an elbow. And and Teoscar. I mean, Teoscar Hernandez is. Five for his last 27. Yeah. Who the hell knows what. what Teoscar Hernandez is just having a bad year. All right. Well said. 
So that leaves this question. What do you do with the Jays lineup? Great question. When half of your dudes are either hurt or not hitting. And you can throw Vladdy in there as well. So five of your nine regulars are either hurt or not hitting. How do you work it if you're the Blue Jays? Well, as regardless of how hurt he is, George Springer at the top of your lineup still gives you the possibility of, of a dude getting on base. $150 million. Still gives reason. you a possibility of getting on base. He is your leadoff hitter. Mm-hmm. Then it gets interesting. Getting Vladdy into the number two spot was such a major undertaking. It took three quarters of a year and a manager getting fired before they were finally able to do it. I would suggest that Vladdy could go over for the rest of the season and he's going to hit second. I don't think you go through that whole song and dance and take him out of the line. This is where we get it. The only other option is Bo Bichette. Leave Bo alone. Leave him where he is right now. They are. Another two hits yesterday. Then you get to the cleanup spot. That should be Teoscar Hernandez or Alejandro Kirk. Mm-hmm. Yesterday it was Matt Chapman. He don't like he raised. <laughs> he doesn't like the raise. I mean, he he would not profile as your ideal cleanup hitter. But absent anything else, I asked you this question. We are down to when it comes to the cleanup hitter. Who is going to do something for you in that Uh at-bat? Something. Anything. Get a hit. Get a hit by pitch. Draw a walk. Who do you want? Teoscar or Chapman in that spot? Some would say, who cares? If the first three guys don't do the first three guy things... Does it matter? Like, it, for, for me, your superstars this time of the year have to be that. There's a reason why Kirky's sitting cleanup. Yeah, we, we wondered that all year. Why? Why is he doing that? And then you start thinking, who else would it be when he's not in the lineup? It's, as it's I, an obvious answer. Now. As I said at one point, it's, it's great that Alejandro Kirk is having a good year. It's not great that Alejandro Kirk is one of your most important hitters because – he should be about the fourth most important hitter in this team. Yep. Behind Springer, behind Guerrero, behind Bichette, behind Teoscar. Mm-hmm. Then it should be Alejandro Kirk. But the fact that he, for much of this year, was the team's best hitter. And the fact that now, when he's healthy, I would argue he's their team's, he's the team's second best hitter behind Bichette. I mean, great for Alejandro Kirk. Not so good for the Blue Jays. Yeah, I'm with you. Not so good for the Blue Jays. I don't know Jays. what they do. I'm, I'm assuming they will do sort of what they did yesterday. I think what you saw yesterday is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, think so, too. You know, my, my, my question with Alejandro Kirk, I guess, would be, and, and not knowing enough about the hip injury, uh, I asked someone yesterday at the ballpark, bigger issue for him catching and squatting or hitting? And the answer I got was it's actually, given the way he swings the bat, it's still a pretty it's 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 a pretty significant injury for him hitting for generating power in the left hip. I mean, you're the hitting guy here. I, I presume it would be right-handed bat. Left, yeah, it's your, left it's your, hip. It's, it's your, your anchor leg. It's the one that starts your hip right. rotation. It's how you generate bat speed and the power that you do have. So depending on what tightness, being uncomfortable, having an uncomfortable left hip is probably not the best thing when you're a five foot two. 
262-pound catcher. Well, he's not. But you know what I mean. When you're a short squat catcher, it's probably not, it's probably not the best thing on the planet when you're a short squat catcher. A what? A short. Like, he's a short, kind of a squat guy. He's a short guy. I'll take your word for it. He's a fire plug. He's a good hitter. They need him. Yeah, they do. So hurry up. Yeah. Uh, but that raises the question. How much catching is he actually going to be able to do? Or at this point, at this point, you don't care, do you? You want his bat in the lineup. Yeah, but then that puts pressure on what do you do with Springer? When Springer has to DH and there it's about go. throwing, now what do you do? <laughs> like it's The other, thank you oh, for that. Man. The natural segue is it's pretty obvious based on how John Schneider is using his bench players that you don't want George Springer having to make a big throw late in the game. Nope. Which is why you're seeing Bradley Zimmer out in center field, which is why you're seeing Jackie Bradley Jr. out in center field. The problem with that is, is when you do that in games, when you start George Springer in the outfield, you're losing his bat. So I almost think George Springer has to DH in the playoffs, right? Because you don't want to... You don't want to have to play. You, you got a two-run lead or whatever, and you decide you're going to play defense. If the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not want- sure about that. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Because their best lineup is probably with... It's with Kirk and Springer. Uh, other than Manoa when he throws. Right. It's probably Jansen catching, Kirky DH, and Springer playing center. Right. But Springer you may- can play center until the seventh inning, sixth inning. But this is my point. If you do that, do you want... Let's just follow this through. So George Springer starting in, in the outfield. When do you make that defensive replacement? When you're winning. Okay, when you're winning. It's a three-game series. So when you're winning. Define winning. Do you play defense when you're one run up in the uh, ninth uh, inning? Up three runs with my eighth inning guy in the game. Okay, what if that doesn't happen? Then Springer's in the game. Springer's in the game late. But, but my, my whole point is... You don't want – there's a possibility when you get into the playoffs that you're playing extra inning games. You don't want George Springer sitting on the bench in the 10th inning in Tampa because you had to play defense for him mm. in the 7th inning or the 8th inning with the two-run lead. Like you just – Don't overthink it. Well, I'm not, but I, I'm saying I'm, – I'm making it very easy. I'm making it very easy. I'm saying George Springer – the only way I guarantee myself four at-bats a game out of George Springer in the playoffs is to have him DHing. That's the only way I do it. It's the only way I do it. If he DHs and I've got Jackie Bradley Jr. in center, I've got my best defensive team out there. I'm not sure you can do that. Kirk, Kirky's going to have to DH some of those games in the playoffs. Jansen will have to catch... Jackie will have to play center. I agree. Springer will have to DH and play center. Like, you got a lot of moving parts here. Uh, don't overthink it. If you think he can throw a ball to the cutoff guy, put him in center. He can catch it. He can run. That's the issue. And so do that. Yeah. And don't worry about all the other parts. Like uh, uh, And I will say this. Just one. try not to overthink it. That's, I think, if you're them. And, and I will say this. When Vernon Wells had his, had his injury concerns. The Jays, Vernon Wells also had injuries with his with his throwing arm. The Jays did have, they they instructed their shortstop, the cutoff guys. You're going to have out to there and get it exactly. You're mm-hmm. going to have to play your which in this day and age of shifting, those dudes run around the field the whole time anyhow. So sure, 
you're going to be asking your ki- your cutoff guys to play a little closer to the outfielders or to, or to run out farther to get the ball. I mean, there are ways around it, but man, it's just not it, it's not optimal to have the two two of the guys you're counting on in a perfect world DHing, and one of those guys, oh by the way, happens to be a catcher who catches your number one starter. So this is what it gets down to. They're going to need they're going to need to pitch their ass oh. off. And they're going to need to catch every ball, every, every ball that's ball. hit to him, every single ball. I'm with you. I think this is what you are going to see from the Blue Jays offensively going forward. You're going to hope Vladdy runs into one. You're going to hope Springer gets in base. You're going to hope Tay Oscar makes contact and manages to. Oh, you're praying. Well, yeah, you <laughs> you're are. begging. To... That's, that's where you are with you this are. team's lineup right now. It's tough. There, I have seen no signs that suggest that this is going to change and neither have you. So you're going to have to play and you're, and you're going to have to hope that Bo continues to just do what he's doing. It's very, it's weird because you think as a season goes on with good teams, the margin for error sometimes increases. And what seems with this team, the margin for error has really, really, really decreased. I would argue when you look at, Seattle, when you look at Tampa, their margins for error are increasing because they're getting players. Well, Seattle doesn't. Seattle's got some pretty good health right now. They're just a good team. Schedule. But Tampa and and a schedule. Tampa's getting healthy players back. So I would say Tampa's margin for error is increasing. The Blue Jays, they're not getting healthier. Maybe that's why you see the bench for the Blue Jays playing more, trying to get them ready for the playoffs. Late in the season, Playoffs because they know Springer, Kirk, Teoscar. Hmm. Want to talk oh. a little bit about more about Kevin Gossman uh, before we me take down the break? There, by the way, uh, Barker's back leg bits. By the way, we're doing it at ten thirty today. We're going to be joined by uh, by Jeff Passan um, at uh, eleven thirty in Morgan Sword from the Commissioner's Office. And Morgan Sword is one of the point men for the uh, rules changes in baseball. He was one of the guys who actually is responsible for mm-hmm. putting the nuts and bolts of this these suckers in place. And uh, he's going to join us at 11 o'clock. We'll, so cool. we'll, talk, we'll talk a little more about the pitch clock and, and, and that. And, of course, Passon will we'll, we'll talk as well about Vladdy's contract story with, uh, with Jeff Passon. And we'll deal with it ourselves in Barker's back leg bits because there's mm. at least six questions on Vladdy's contract here. But before we get there, I did a couple of things about the two starters yesterday. First of all, Shane McClanahan coming off the IL. Uh, we talked about hitting first pitch of the game, 99.2, hit 100 a couple of times. We know that he was put in the IL with the shoulder impingement. I mean, he looked to me like He's the reason Cy Young why they could move runner. on. If you got him yes, game one of a, a five-game series, even a seven-game, you got him one, four, and seven, or one and five, yeah. he could be the reason why you move on. He's that good. He eliminates... Good hitters eliminates them. That like, one, like that, the velocity away, the location with the changeup. That one pitch he threw to Chapman, luck. and I understand. I understand it's Matt Chapman, but he threw that one pitch, that hundred mile an hour pitch, right in the out. Yeah, but you couldn't put that any better. No, you could not walk up and place that ball any better. Changeup's eighty-eight. The fastball's a hundred. Twelve mile an hour. T- what do you do with that, Jeff? Like I changeup. How do you adjust to that? You don't choke yeah. and poke. Is that what? That's what Caleb said. Choke and poke. Yeah. Punch and Judy's. Choke Punch and, and poke. Judy's. Choke and poke. Yeah. 
I don't I don't even know if that would work. He's he's I'll ask you this. Is he the best pitcher we have seen all year? That version of him. Yes. Facing the Blue Jays. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, so. that's I just don't know right-handed, left-handed. I mean, Kirky coming up in the first inning with uh, what was it? First and second or second and third. That would have helped. Teoscar, you're talking about. No, no. No, no. He Kirk. came. No, Chapman came up and before the double steal with first and second, he came looking on fastball the way. That's Kirk what you're talking play. about. Kirk and that's what I'm saying. If Kirky would have oh, been in the game hitting yeah. cleanup, maybe. You maybe that's a difference. Yeah, you might have got a single first. to the opposite field. Well, you score first. Yeah. That's the point. Right. I then, but I just. Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, what do you what do you do? I'm trying to think if there have been. I'm sure there have been other starts where guys have been have, have been really good against them. Like when but, you watch him, you think no chance. Yes, that that's, that's what you're picturing when you're watching him throw. And if you're a fan, forget about being a Jays fan. It, just if you're a fan of baseball and you watch him throw, you're like, yeah. these dudes got no chance. Kevin Gossman yesterday didn't have the feel for the splitter. That was apparent early. Early. Gave Early. up two home runs in the splitter. Threw as many sliders, almost as many sliders as he did splitters. No, he did. 24 and 24. 24 and 24. Perfect split. 15 swings on the, on split, the split finger. Three misses. Just an off day at the, uh, a bad day at the office? Or did you see any, any signs no, of concern? I, his velocity's good. Uh, his location was spotty. Uh, the the late movement on the split finger, that's why you saw the 24 sliders, is he just didn't have the get it out there and really have it snap the way he wanted to, to have late snap. He was trying to locate it in. He wanted it to have more of a change-up, true, and have the little sink to it down and in. When you don't have that, you know, decent teams make you pay for it, and that's sort of what happened. He had a bad inning. Yep. Uh, it's... And after that, it was the the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and you can throw in the seventh, even the home run. After that, you know, he gave up one run after the second inning. That's pretty good. It's just the one bad inning. And we will talk about the Jays pitching plans today. It is a bullpen day. We'll deal with that. You've asked. We shall talk about it. DMs are open for Barker's back leg bits. Lots of questions as well about this Vladimir Guerrero contract story which i will explain to you in its entirety because it's actually not as complicated you have the answer yes it's not complicated oh. it's not complicated nothing's accidental and it's not complicated those are two ways to think about it anyhow we'll <laughs> talk about it when Can't we come wait. back i told you i was going to talk about this well you have the answer i i have the answer we'll talk about this when we come back it's blair and barker on sportsnet 590 the fan sportsnet 360 and wherever you get your favorite podcast Starting Monday, be sure to tune into the J.D. Bunkus podcast weekday mornings at 9 on Sportsnet 590 The Fan or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. All right, welcome back to Blair and Barker for a Friday. You got big plans? I'm gonna smoke. smoke. I'm gonna smoke a whole mess of ribs tomorrow in my smoker. Mm. Have people over, maybe smoke something else, and that'll be the. uh, You'll get your chance. You'll get your chance. 
But at least half Rude. your at least ha- half of your half of your family's working tomorrow. So no, no, no. Oh, no. Okay. Football. Oh Jesus! I forgot you're one of those. <laughs> one of those. One of those suckers. One of those suckers. Waste four hours of your life for eleven minutes of action. Oh way. You can have seven people in the booth tell you that what you're doing is actually rocket science and you're not wasting time. You're welcome. That's life, Jeff. You can enjoy watching guys develop CTE with every play. Concussions galore. It's just, I see what you're trying great. to do. You're not going to do it. I know I'm not. Uh, it is that time of the show. We're doing it early today. Nice. Because we've got such good guests for you in the back part of the show. Uh, we're going to do Barker's back leg bits right now. And uh, that is the part of the show where you, the viewer slash caller. Um, hmm. Gets to weigh in on various topics. Questions for uh, Mr. Barker. The topic du jour, <laughs> Let there's me several. I want to deal with this right away because Caleb Joseph talked about it. And I've said <clears throat> the, the, one of the things... I told J.P. Aaron C.B. this one time. J.P. Aaron C.B. was, when he was here, was critical about how critical folks on TV and the radio were of the Jays catchers. I said, dude, that's because all the analysts in this city are catchers. So, except for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know there was a lot of talk about Gabriel Moreno yesterday. Wes wants to know, he caught 15 games this year. They've won only four of those games. A handful were double-digit runs allowed. Is this a problem with his game calling? Should they rethink him being a catcher? Now, they're not going to rethink him being a catcher. Uh, Where would he play? Left field? Exactly. Or center field? For this team, he's... <laughs> everybody views him as a catcher. He's taking fly balls in center, I heard. Yeah, but everybody does in this team. You know that. Although, mm-hmm. although I will say... You know, people, there, there are folks with different organizations who look at him and think that he could, that perhaps he would be better served moving behind the plate. But, you know, I don't want to get into that whole discussion. He's a mm-hmm. catcher. The, the question I had, and, and thanks for the, the question, Wes. This did come up yesterday. It was, what was it yesterday? It was September 15th. Mm-hmm. You're in the middle of a pennant race. Mm-hmm. You've got a guy who hasn't played at any level for 10 days, 11 days. Catching in a game in which you can win a fourth game in five days against the team, you're one of your wild card opponents. Uh, and you obviously you did it because Al, you would think because of Alejandro Kirk's hip tightness. Why wouldn't you start Danny Jan? I understand it. Day game after a night game. Day game after a night game. I get, but it's not. It's not a twelve oh seven or one oh seven start after a night game. It's a three oh seven start. I, I get all that. Weren't you a little surprised that the decision was made to start Gabriel Moreno yesterday? Wait, I'm looking up to see if that was Kevin Gosman's first start of the season. No, he's caught Gosman. I'm joking. Oh, okay. It was his 28th start. Okay. If you don't know how to throw you a go. fastball, a split finger, Defending a the slider, where you want to throw it 28 starts in, I again... Who am I to say anything about catching and what it takes? 
Because a lot of it I don't get. You, you know, you call the sign, you set up, you give a target, they throw to it, you throw it back to the pitcher. I get the flow and all that stuff. He's 28 starts in. He had one bad inning. Is he a work in progress? Obviously. That's why they sent him down, and he hasn't been in the big leagues all year. He's not a finished product, product yet. So I just – maybe I'm the one guy that's really don't understand that argument, but – all right. No, listen. I, I that's I, a bad that's, inning. That's why I picked. That's why I picked the question. That's why I picked the question because uh, because uh, you know I, I it, it was the topic of. I conversation. mean, if he doesn't hang a split finger, that could be a different game. This is from Gary in Winnipeg. Gary, thank you for the kind words. He wants to talk about the story yesterday, Hector Gomez, who is a, a reporter mm-hmm. in the uh, Dominican Republic who is uh, well-connected with uh, the baseball community in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And he put out an interview yesterday, or parts of an interview yesterday with Vladdy Jr., in which Vladdy Jr., and this is just part of the interview, in which Vladdy Jr. said that he wants to stay with the Blue Jays and he would be open to negotiating a contract this offseason. Well, first of all, it's not the first time Vladdy has said he wants to stay in Toronto. Secondly, it's not the first time he has said he would be open to negotiating a contract to stay in Toronto. What is interesting here is the timing of this story. I truly believe that when it comes to contracts, especially when you're talking about a guy like Vladdy Jr., who's represented by Scott Shapiro, big-time agent, big-time agency, Mm -hmm. none of this happens accidentally. Like you, I found it interesting that Vladdy, who... Vladdy... Unlike anytime Bo talks about a long-term contract, there's a little bit of a little bit of an edge to it. Not not in a bad way, but there's there seems to be a little more urgency anytime Bo talks about contract for the Jays with the Jays. Vladdy, it's always kind of a little sort of haha. Yeah. Yeah. No, not haha. It's just it's all it, it, it's sure, you never get it. the sense exactly. You never mm-hmm. get the sense that it either Vladdy thinks it's going to happen at some point or he just doesn't give a rat's ass. Like that that's the that's the impression you get. But the fact that this comes out at a time where Vladdy's had a down year. Uh, he's still going to finish with decent numbers, but he's not going to be in the MVP discussion. And the fact that it happens while Bo Bichette is on a heater mm-hmm. and is probably going to surpass Vladdy in a couple of statistical categories. Sure. And is right now, two weeks before the start of the playoffs, without question. No doubt. Their most impactful position player. Mm-hmm. Like there's just, there's, there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. I found that for that reason, I found the timing interesting. I don't know if it's a, sense of urgency on the part of Vladdy. I, I, you know, I, at the same time, I don't want to overplay everything as tactical, but I do there has think, to be a reason. I think that 
a lot of things are tactical. We've had Mark Shapiro on talking about this, and the Jays are the Jays publicly and privately are very guarded. Anytime you talk about they should be contracts with their own players, mm-hmm. yeah, they should be. That, yeah. That's fine. They're not obligated to no. say anything. Um, but we know that it does take two to get a long-term deal done. And the question that should have been asked of Vladdy, of course, everybody wants a long-term contract. Everybody would like a 10-year contract paying them $40 million a year. The question is, Vladdy, would you take five years where you have to give something in order to get something at the end of the contract? Or you have to give something? Years. Yeah, would, would you do that? Because of the Jays, if you really want to help the Jays, You've got to negotiate your contract, bearing in mind that Springer and Gossman and Barrios are going to make a lot of money. Alec mm-hmm. Manoa is going to make a lot of money soon. And oh, by the way, Bo Bichette is probably about a year behind you in making a ton of money. Mm-hmm. That is the real question. It's nice that Vladdy wants to sign here. I'm sure in a perfect world, the Jays would like to come to terms with Vladdy in a contract. But there's no indication that Vladdy's willing to give anything to get anything in that deal. So I guess what I'm saying is the timing's interesting. I don't think there's anything else behind it that... that It's almost like he's trying to talk us into... Talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Which we're doing. uh, I don't get it. The chances of Vladdy signing with the long-term with the Jays didn't increase as a result of that story. (laughs) No. They didn't decrease either, but they didn't increase. So, But I wanted to deal with it because I know a lot of folks got Mm -hmm. all... You know, got their knickers in a knot when they saw the well, story it's weird. online. It's odd. Yeah, it is this weird. This time of the year. It is weird. It is. It is weird. Uh, Adam Keene, this is a good point. I see visiting relief pitchers catch balls in the outfield during BP, mm-hmm. so I don't put a lot of stock in the Gabby thing. Has Barker seen anything with Whit Merrifield lately that makes us feel better about the trade? The only thing I will say about that is there's shagging balls in the outfield. There's catching balls that are being hit to you by fungos with the other outfielders. Big Until he's out there, let's not worry about it. Yeah, okay. it's not. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not, Adam, I'm not denigrating your comment because, yes, you're right. Um, and, sure. and Marcus Stroman takes ground balls at third base every day. Good at it, too. He's good at it. So I'll just, I'll just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and Vladdy will take ground balls at third base every now and then just to fool around. So don't make anything. Mm. Uh, don't make anything out of that. Um, so, yes, uh, that is the the Gabriel Moreno question. Good point. Uh, Jordan Groshans hit a home run yesterday in his debut. I just find that particularly, mm. particularly fun. You want me to comment on it? No, I don't want you to comment on it. But I just, I, I just saw Jordan Groshans hit. Uh, Good for him. How many home runs does he have compared to Moreno in the majors? Really? Yeah. Jonathan in St. John's, Newfoundland. I really hope management, this is the text line, I really hope management doesn't entertain a bow extension this offseason. Without the shift, his value is sure to go down over a season or two. Thanks. I think we disagree. Go down? Not sure. Defensively? Might go up. He's a little restricted when it comes to where he's playing and the shift. Now he's free as a bird. It's in play. Go get it. Yeah. We'll see. Arm strength, accuracy, that's one up. That's a little better. 
By the way, move, that's better. Mark Boffo, Groshan says one more career home run than Gabriel Moreno. I choose not to go there. Dan in Georgetown wants to uh, alert you to the fact that Caleb used your get it down and get it singing line yesterday, and he says you should trademark that. And he's very <laughs> concerned that Caleb may be usurping it from you. Well, I like him, so it's okay. He can do it. Here's an optim- Here, Here's our optimist of the day. Let's hear it. Dan and Red Deer. Good morning to you too, Dan. Dan right, and man. Red Deer. What is the biggest potential to tank the Jays in this final stretch, pitching or offense? Offense. Yeah, without question. No thought. None at all. Zero. I would put pitching defense or offense in there and still say offense. Yep. Brendan and Kitchener. Do you think that the ease of – you must, Brendan, you listen to Barker too much. Do you think that the ease of Seattle's schedule <laughs> could be a detriment to them at the beginning of the playoffs? Answer it, Jeff. Perhaps Answer they it. won't be ready to play good teams again after taking the foot off of the gas for the last 20 days. Answer it. I, I will ahead, say buddy. this. There is, there is, there is in baseball history, there is, there is ample evidence that it doesn't hurt you to have to play with your hair on fire <clears throat> to make the playoffs. That it's easier. That's the Braves last yeah, year. Yeah, it's easier to just pedal the metal the whole time. Mm-hmm. There is that. Having Better said show that, show up to win. Having said that, the Mariners are so good, and the teams they are playing stink so so much that I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think the Mariners. Fifteen wins is strong, though. The Mariners. That's strong. The Mariners are driven. I think to get home field advantage. They are driven they, to get home. They field have good man. players. Yeah, they really like, do. Is that the same thing? They 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 are really good. They are the. They I, are. They're I've good said they're, I think they're the second best team in the American League. They may be. Well, they could go to Yankee Stadium and yes. win four out of seven. Absolutely, Ab- absolutely, Ab- Not even in, in October. Doubt. Not even in doubt. It's not like the it's not like the Yankees are full of guys with World Series rings. They're October, not. Yankee Stadium. Then yeah, ask the yeah, the Yankees have got a lot of guys who spit okay. out the bit in October. Luis Severino spit out they've got a ton of guys that have spit out the bit in uh. October. And without question. There's not I don't see a whole crap ton of World Series rings that, with the we'll, Yankees. We'll see. We'll see. Because they'll have to. Houston's the best. No question. Mm. The American League. Seattle's second best. Let's toss in the National League. Is Seattle better than the Dodgers? Nope. Nope. Are they better than whoever comes out of the Central? Yep. Are they better than the Mets? Yep. Are they better than the Braves? No. So they might be the fourth best team in baseball. He said definitively. Wow. I'm, gr- okay. I'm, really, I'm really going all Go in. With on, that. I'm really going all in on, on the Mariners, aren't I? I'm really going all in. That's too much. It's strong. Uh, Jeremy Johnson, Jeremy, you and I think alike. Jeremy's from Sexsmith, Alberta. We got a lot of folks from Alberta, which is great. We love awesome. hearing from folks across yes, the country. Absolutely. Manitoba, you got to pick it up a bit because I'm from Manitoba. You got to, got to pick it up a bit. Just saying. Is it cold there? September? Uh, no. Jeremy, uh, Johnson. Barker, what about Jan- Danny Jansen hitting fourth and catching until oh. Kirk can be back in the lineup? I mentioned this to... And thanks for the uh, thanks for the kind words, Jeremy. I mentioned this to Mr. Barker. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay, stop there. Yes. Do, do you think Jansen should get one more at bat than Chapman? Yes. 
one more at bat than Teoscar. Yes. Holy moly. Really? No. Not. Well, no, Dan, listen. No, no. I'm serious no. with this. No, I am. I'm, 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 I'm having some fun with you. I think the cleanup spot, until Teoscar gets it going, the cleanup spot is going to be. I don't be think the, it matters. The cleanup. The first three guys. The, yeah, but unfortunately, numbers four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine are going to have to come up to the plate at some point. So I think the cleanup spot is going to come down. Help. I think the cleanup spot is going to come down to all that, the khaki stuff, the plane of the, the bat plane, the, the zones, the swing path. The no, I'm serious. Shorts. I'm serious. I think that's what, that's what the cleanup spot is going to come down to. Welcome until to my Te, side until, too, by the way. Until Teoscar, I'm not criticizing. It's I, not I think happening. It's where it is. Until Teoscar Stop gets his. Until. It's and, not happening. Okay. Like it's. Well, if Teoscar doesn't get. games left. What do you think? If Teoscar doesn't get his ass in gear, that's how your cleanup hitter is going to be decided. There may be a, there may be games where Danny Jansen does hit cleanup. There may be games where he does that. If Danny Jansen has a couple of good games back to back, hits home runs, which is entirely possible with him. You may see him in the cleanup so spot. You, so, <laughs> so you would like to have Danny Jansen coming up. I say second inning, second inning, first and second, second and third, one out in the first in, in the second inning and the does first it inning matter? in the first. Yes, it does matter. That's the point. That's the point. You'd rather, you'd rather have, have, have him coming up than Chapman or okay. Teoscar. Right. That's the point. You'd rather have, if you'd rather have five. Chapman free- can use the whole field. Teoscar mm-hmm. can too. They're not doing it right now, but they can. It's my point. If you'd rather. Gano can't. I'm a if you'd rather have five for 105, like Teoscar up there, then, then, oh, well, I then, mean, then go ahead. Do I have to look up Danny's stats? Because I haven't. Look up the stats. Well, I I mean, make it sound like having yeah, the internet. You make it sound like, yeah, having, the it sound like having the internet is 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 <laughs> like, dude, I can look up because I've got it. He's in 240. Oh, he's nine for 19, though. Hey. George from Ottawa. Nine regarding shut up. George from Ottawa. Games. Jansen? Yeah. Regarding this is from George in Ottawa. Regarding Ross Stripling's contract for next year. If oh. if Kevin, if you had to choose, I'm sorry, if he had to choose between Kikuchi's contract from the Jays or a Steven Matz type of deal from his hometown Texas Rangers, what do you think he would choose? First Texas. of all, I think his hometown is Houston, if it I'm is. not mistaken. Which is irrelevant. It but is. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, he would choose I he would choose Texas. No question. He's a he's a businessman. He'll, he's, he'll go to the highest bidder, and he's also you know he's an investment counselor. He understands he's that smart. there's no income taxes in Texas, yada. But yeah, uh, listen, this is a chance. Take a look at the at, at the available free agent pitchers on the market this year, and ask yourself if you're a how old's how old's Ross? Uh, how old's how old's Stripling again? Um. You do yours. I'll, 32, I'll whatever he is. Ask yourself this. Okay, I'm looking at free agent starting pitchers. 32. 32. You're 32 years old, and it is a fairly weak free agent class this year for starting pitchers. Why would you sign? Why would you not at least examine free agency? Matt's got four for 44 million. He'd jump all over that. My gosh. Yeah. That's a lot. There's just, there there are not a lot of um, game changers out there in the free agent market. Is he a game changer? No, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a, it's a weak free agent market, but if you're looking to add a guy coming off a career year at the age of 32, 
a guy who's a smart dude who's mm-hmm. made all these changes, who has had success in the AL East. Three, three, four. Do you think he'll look like this at age 34? I don't see why he couldn't. Why wouldn't he? It's not like the velo's going to no, drop. Asking, no, yeah. I, I'm I, asking the question. Yeah, Arm I, speed on the changeup, location, sure. the big breaking ball, yeah, I, the mechanics. Yeah. If, if your answer is like yours. Yeah, I think, don't you? That's a good question. And, and uh, that's a great, let question. me put it this way. That's a great question. Could he adapt to that happening? See, this is where, this is where it gets to me with Ross Stripling based on what you've seen from him. Could Ross Stripling adapt to ceiling. whatever happens? Ceiling. Is he there? Yeah. I, but It's I, not, not going to get better. It could be the same. Yeah. I think he's at a ceiling. Absolutely. And absolutely, that, I think it question. could get better. If you're giving him whatever that number is, three for 36, just, four for 44, ask yourself. Yeah, I have no problem doing that. Not next year, two years from now. I have no problem doing that. I, I, I look at him and I go, there's no delivery issues. He's healthy. He's well, you know, knock on not wood. Not tipping pitches. He's not tipping pitches. Huge. Again, it's not like you're going to, he's going to go from throwing 98 to 95 all of a sudden. That's the, so you don't have to worry about velocity. It's interesting. And, and the thing is, if there is a little bit of regression, it's 88 and he can go to the bullpen. Uh, I mean, I, well, no, but, but not, I'm but, saying but, but, but you're not giving him $36 million oh, to go to the pen well, or there, 44 to go to the pen. You're not doing that. It, it, he's starting. For two or every three of time, those. every time. Well, this is my point. When you sign a pitcher to a four-year contract, you assume that two of those years, Whoa. one of those years Dude. for sh- for sure, two of those years possibly are, are. He's just not. Again, every long-term contract, the last year of the contract is it's just garbage. It is. That's usually the what happens. True. It's garbage. It's true. It's garbage. So you're signing a guy to a four-year contract, thinking. Realistically, I'm going to get two really good years out of him. Then we worry about this. Yeah, I give Ross Stripling that money in a heartbeat. I think he's a good we'll investment. See. I think he's a good investment. I think he's a good investment. He's a guy that um, just pick a team. Tell me what team couldn't use a Ross Stripling, especially knowing how the dude has pitching, competed in the AL East. Well, the pitching in the minor leagues for the Blue Jays is, yeah. dare I say, anyhow, Ross Stripling's going to get paid this offseason. I apologize. Ross Stripling's going to get paid this offseason. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, Morgan Sword is uh, one of Commissioner Rob Manfred's point men for rules changes. A uh, member of the game operation rules development staff. We'll talk about the pitching changes, or I'm sorry, we'll talk about the rule changes, and we can talk about pitching changes, but we'll talk about the rule changes from somebody who actually has seen up close the data behind the impact some of these changes have made in the minors. Morgan Sword is next. Jeff Passan as well. It's Blair and Barker on 59360 and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.